Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, and welcome back one and all to yet another episode of the podcast Not Afraid to Jump from whimsical silliness to outright filth in the flutter of a femboy's eyelash. Talk until the joy is gone. My name is Rooney, and I'm desperately trying to conceal the fact that I wrote this intro in a blind panic ten minutes before we were due to start recording today. You be the judge of how well I'm doing. Well, apart from you, Will, because I'll get married in my own good time rather than just settling like Mrs. Will did. And here with me, like a bad case of athlete's foot between the toes of my life, is the man for whom the do not drink warnings on bleach bottles are specifically intended. Reggie. (laughs) You'll you'll be happy to know that I've only taken three sips of the bleach this week. I've only got... (laughs) Minor internal damage at the moment. Oh, that's good. Did yeah. you spill it on your face, which is why you are hairless yeah. like a child now? Yeah. <laughs> no, because unlike Will, I managed to go for a, a haircut and a shave yesterday and not post 12 pictures on every social media platform. Now, there's a novel idea. Yeah. I didn't oh. think the world was interested in whether I'd had a haircut and a shave, so I kind of... I think uh, I speak on behalf of most of the world and say, no, you're correct yeah. about that. And I think I can also speak with a fair degree of confidence to say the world doesn't care about his Haircut and shave either. No. I mean, <laughs> I gave him a pity like. <laughs> yes, I did. I. Because yeah. <laughs> he's clearly desperate for attention if he's posting shit like that. But... No, just me, Senpai. Yeah. Oh, Reggie Senpai. <laughs> Fortunately, I get to like it and then contextualise it on the podcast when I point out the pity part. <laughs> <laughs> so come Wednesday, he's going to be sat there for like four days, all content. Oh, Senpai noticed my post. He must like my new hairdo. And then he'll hear this and be like, oh. I am Christian side. <laughs> and then in six weeks, when they finally get around to doing another episode, <laughs> we'll catch it for it. Yeah. It's incredible how in the space of 60 seconds, we've both gone from half asleep and moaning to suddenly awake. And Don't joyful. expect this to last. <laughs> this is like the swan song before I die. It's incredible what just making fun of Will will do for you. It does improve my yeah. mood, no end. <laughs> Thank you, Will. You do have one. You do have a use. You are the whipping boy. <laughs> The flipping boy of touching. <laughs> I think we forgot you, Roxanne. We're building up to you. We're building up to you, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get it too. <laughs> Steady on. She's gushing yeah, again. <laughs> oh, you're going to get it. And she's just like... <laughs> Fucking hell. This is this is exactly what I need, right? <laughs> Heading into probably the most decisive week of my year. <laughs> this is why I need to just come here and sit here and laugh at Will. It really che- cheering me up and taking the edge off the the constant anxiety of <laughs> what's going to happen to my life. <laughs> and we are currently recording this on Sunday afternoon. Yep. I find out on Tuesday afternoon about my employment future. So by the time this comes out on Wednesday, I will you'll know. know. You'll yeah. know one way or the other. So uh, I'll know whether to add a black band <laughs> yeah, yeah. to the uh, to the episode card or not. <laughs> and on Wednesday, Pops goes in for a biopsy. Oh, nice. So yeah, this could be the last the last time you hear from me. <laughs> <laughs> I could do more than sip the bleach in the next ooh, seven days. It, it's fine. If 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 you lose your job, you can always become some kind of teaching assistant because apparently they'll hire anyone. Yeah, especially if you're Senko. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. We're not. That's not aimed at you. <laughs> no, I was, was going to make a joke then, but even I think that's too dark. So I'm going to back away from that subject. I was thinking that I would use my new spare time to just go online and um, 
promote the podcast to as many people as I possibly can. You, could you go- know, because I've realised that for well, ooh, coming up to like three years of this podcast, we've had constant conversations about, we'd love to do this for a living. But in all honesty, neither one of us has really pulled our finger out to do anything to make that happen. No. no. Uh, but, uh, no I know on. you post on Reddit occasionally, but yeah, in all seriousness... Like, have either of us put in any kind of effort to make this any more than just what it is? <laughs> had you asked me this question last week, I'd have had to regretfully say, no, no, I haven't. Oh, have you done something this week? I have I have been in a conversation with a chap whose surname I won't try and pronounce. Okay. Um, but he's uh, a chap named Anthony who uh, has added me on the old Facebooks, Ooh, on the Facebooks. from one of these, these, these podcasting groups that I joined when I was all excited and full of positivity and Vim hope and vigor. yeah <laughs> yeah and vigor um and and he messaged me and i ignored it i'll be totally honest i ignored his first message because <laughs> well, let's be fair mr anthony unpronounceable surname i'm his best friend of 20 plus years doesn't and, to me i ignore his messages i ignore my own fiance you just have messages. to you just have to make peace with the fact that this is rooney and then moving forward <laughs> you won't get upset well no, what he did was he followed <laughs> up a few days later with a with an interesting gif Okay. Uh, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that, that gets pretty cool." Okay, you, you get <laughs> okay. a response. You've earned a, you've earned some of my time. Uh, and basically, he's it's not like, common human de- decency that leads me to <laughs> reply to your message you sent me. It's it's the fact that you've earned it. With a I get I get a lot of bullshit messages on social media, and most of them are people trying to sell me something. I had someone coming to my stream too. on Friday night. Most of them are just Will sending me TikToks. <laughs> yeah, no, he does that too. Yeah. Uh, I had someone come into my stream on Friday night and and offer to to sell me followers and likes yeah. and subscribers and I was just like, seriously, man, you've come into my stream where I'm act- actively talking to my friends and posted this bullshit and I was just like, no, mate, what the fuck? Um, I think it was actually probably a bot, but so yeah, you know, if they're yeah. willing to do that in my live stream, you can imagine what the DMs are like. So yeah. I just ignore most of them. Um. I speak to this guy, and and he he's very interested in the podcast and wants to help us grow and move beyond our plateau. And so, yeah, I've been, I have invested a fair amount of time in conversation with this chap. And I've, he, he actually I've messaged seen, me last night and I haven't responded I've yet. I've seen a lot of these people in a lot of these podcasting groups on Facebook. <laughs> How much is he charging and what is he offering? Because At the most moment, of them are scams. You he's know that, not. Right? He's not. He's not spoke about charging or anything. He's. He's just asking information, and we're having discussions. And I've seen. I've been on his page, and yeah, he does this. He helps people get engagement and more listeners. He's and not going like to do that. it for nothing. I don't know. Maybe he's listened to the podcast and he really likes it. Maybe orange <laughs> is his color. Uh-huh. We are naive. Maybe he's we? another one of these weird people who who finds you bizarrely attractive. And and he wants to tap that. I, I think mean, he's married, so you know you could be one half of an Eiffel Tower. It's the notorious Reg on Instagram, um, Anthony. Uh, if if you are listening, this not, is why we have trouble retaining listeners. That's not, <laughs> that's not just for Anthony. That's for all you lurkers. Too. For all of you lurkers that are, are getting rubbing one out in one way or another for Reggie's empire. <laughs> like, we I have to make a t-shirt. That we joke about empire. this, right? But in all honesty. Going into this, I was dead convinced that I would get ignored and you would get all the praise <laughs> and all the adulation. And I was like, that's half the reason to do it, right? I get to <laughs> do something I enjoy doing, but I don't have to get any kind of attention for it because everyone will give it to Rooney. It's obvious. He's, he's the charismatic one. 
shocked at how many people are like like my my role on this podcast yeah. or what I bring to it. It's bizarre. That's why the podcast works. Because Considering in like real life, no one ever listens to a word. I no say. one listens to a fucking... I don't listen to what you're talking about. I had to start an entertainment show <laughs> just to get to anybody to listen to a word, I say. Oh, bless him. Everybody send... Press F in chat to pay respects <laughs> to Reggie. <laughs> How's your week been? Oh, I mean, it's been a week. It's been a really long week. I, I know why it's been a long week, because this is a long fucking month. Yeah. And I was convinced I got paid on Friday. Oh. I don't. I don't get paid until next Friday. Oh, okay. So I've been eking it out, because the week before, I was like, oh, I've got more money in my bank than I thought. I get paid next Friday. So <laughs> we splashed out a little bit. Yeah. And then um, a colleague pointed out the other day, yeah, I can't believe we're going to get fucking paid. It's a week on Friday until we get paid. And I was like, I, I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> I beg pardon. And then I checked the dates and yeah, no, it is because of the way it falls. I yeah. was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So yeah, I this week months. has been, this, this coming week, actually, no, Amy's been paid now. So we've got, we've got money between us, yeah. but like, I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. So and I'm just paid, counting down the days. I get paid on the same day every, or the same date every month. I miss that. Yeah. Rather than like the, was the last fucking last Friday of the month. I miss weekly pay. I haven't had weekly pay since I was a fucking teenager. I haven't had weekly pay since I was a chef, but I'm telling you, oh my God, it's so much easier to But all the bills budget. are done monthly. Yeah. So you that just... means that like in one week of the month, you just get hit with like a mass, like a water bill, for instance, and you've got like no money left for that week. Oh yeah, admittedly, I just used to just give all my money to someone else to, to pay bills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what Amy does here. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's just so much easier to budget if I'm like if it's Sunday and I'm like oh I've got a tenner left don't worry I get paid on Wednesday rather than like that's true yeah I got paid Friday and now I'm looking at my bank balance like even with my bonus um, <laughs> there's a lot of red on this balance I got yeah, I got a really good bonus considering they're about to make people redundant to cut <laughs> to cut costs <laughs> is it like a sneaky golden handshake uh, well no I'll get that next month if uh, I, if you get if I do redundant, get made yeah. redundant I'll get another payment on top of my wages next month my lot are recruiting a uh, mobile phone tech specialist specialist what? none of the rest of our sales team know anything technical so you'd fit right in mate oh, you could you <laughs> i could you see me sat at a desk all day long without getting antsy <laughs> especially i've met my sales team you they fucking hate you and you end up knocking one of them out oh why are they all like townies for lack of a better phrase (laughs) yes they are i I was about to say trendies take it right back to the early 2000s fucking hell yeah early noughties references there the thing is i thought that was like a a a universal thing in the uk no it's not it's a very niche hollow thing thing. so i've referred to people as trendies before and they just look at me like what are they like? Insta influencers or something? Did oh, you no. just send them the link to the trendy hate page? The trendy hate page <laughs> on GMCs. <laughs> we were very, very angry. We were men, very we? angry young men. <laughs> For three people that are basically baiters at best. <laughs> That's why we were angry. We were incels before it was cool. <laughs> Two skinny little snappable fox and chubby <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> We were angry against everyone that was even slightly cooler than us. Until we got girlfriends and then we seemed to calm down a little And then bit. we calmed down an awful lot and we're like, actually, being angry all the time is a lot of hard work. Like, 
I've heard of incels. We both we, I've made many incel jokes on this podcast. We pod, have. But I found have. out something new yesterday. You ever heard of femcels? Aren't they um, <laughs> feminist terrorists who <laughs> <laughs> like sleeper cells? <laughs> 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 They go and they blow up Boots chemists for not reducing tax on uh, lady products, right? That's what they do. I thought they were going to go and blow up all the uh, working men's clubs. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, (laughs) uh, would that be a problem? Really? (laughs) I'm not that I'm advocating anyone does that, okay? I want to make this very clear. I don't want to get brought up on fucking anti-terrorism charges. My themselves are... What... Up until I read it this morning, and I had to go back on Google and find out if it was actually a real thing, I thought was a myth. Women that can't get laid. That is, that's bullshit. I am sorry. There is no woman in the world who cannot not who can not get laid if she really wants to. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, there are people like you in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. They literally just have to hit you up on the notorious REG, and, <laughs> and you are down. You are DTF. Damn right, DTF. So, I mean... It's been nearly a year, you know. <laughs> it grows back after a year. Mm. <laughs> I'm have to lose my virginity all over again. All over again. Oh, get... Are gentle with me? I'm a virgin. <laughs> Will you cry again afterwards? Yeah, but tears of joy this time. I mean, you crying afterwards, I suppose, is nothing new. That's just... <laughs> Normally it was the shame, but the this, shame. This, this time it'll be tears of joy. Any of Reggie's exes listening, I can only apologise. No. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) All but one of my exes. (laughs) Because one I was not ashamed about. (laughs) Is this another one? Is this another conversation I'm going to have to bleep out that no one will care about? No, I've I've backtracked in the moment. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. There we go. You filled that hole before you dug it too deep. (laughs) One I was very proud of. It was the rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is iffy territory oh, yeah. we're in. Man. Let's let's move on. Let's um, back away from this before yeah. it explodes. Let's get into something way cheerier. So, as we all know from <laughs> the last episode on Monday <laughs> night when we recorded it, I was in quite a bad bad way. You were, yeah. So you were a very grumpy young man. Yeah, two days later, I'm doing ninety on the motorway in the fast lane, driving home from work. And I just had this sudden thought that, like, you know, one simple yank of the steering wheel could end everything. I was having this conversation with someone else. This, well, this week at work, one of the girls at work said the same thing. And I was just like, oh, my God. Did you email her the Notorious REG? Mate. Uh, uh, I mean, there's punching and then there's what you'd be doing with her. Oh, okay. And she, I think she's engaged. No, she's not engaged. She has a boyfriend there. Oh, yeah, she's really happy in that relationship, considering... What I think we about. were talking about work and the, oh, okay. the influence that has on us, and she was just like, oh, yeah, I could just twist the wheel and it'll all be over. I'd never yeah. have to go to work again. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is kind of dark, especially <laughs> since we don't really know each other. <laughs> when Reggie says it, it's totally understandable. It's, it's I've known understandable, him yeah. <laughs> but when you say it, I'm just like... Mm, so should much... I be telling someone about this? <laughs> You've got so much to live for. I mean, look at that body. Yeah. <laughs> you could get that ragged out every day for the rest of your life. Think about it. You Reggie's going to tell that you. <laughs> ragged out. The ever loving fuck, man. <laughs> Do I need have to remind you I'm making all this up on the spot? <laughs> I mean, ragging, that's what you do with a Voxel Nova. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's not what you do with another person. <laughs> I'm going to rag the nuts off of you, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to treat you like a cheap courser. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a hot hatch? Because I'm going to take you down to the McDonald's car park tonight. <laughs> Show up all the other boy races. <laughs> going to put some underlighters in. <laughs> oh, I'm done. Why were you lost? Believe in it. Positive shit will happen. We'll no. just use our notes for next week. <laughs> <laughs> not after you made me watch this film, you're not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to be fair, I gave you... Three choices, and this is the one you chose. One of them I don't like. Is that super bad? Two of them I don't like. Okay, I was going to say. And then there's this film. I had a vague recollection of you saying you didn't like super bad, but I do like it. Uh, super bad is one of those films, right? That when I when I see it on paper, and when I see like you know the cast and that, yeah, I know. It, I, it should be ticking all the yeah. right boxes for me. But I've watched it twice in my life. And I think the second time I turned it off halfway through because I was like, no, no, I, I still don't like this film. You're like, I relate to it too much. I also draw giant cocks on everything. Comedy Penis is a, <laughs> is a, a national institute, a global institution. It should have been sent out with the Vitruvian Man on the Mars probes or whatever. I have to admit, I liked it. And it was always one of them films I was like, oh, in, in the case of emergency, we can break the glass and we do super bad. Most people like that film. But I watched this. Um, there's a YouTube channel called Diary of a CEO. Okay. And it's this guy that I found out <laughs> like two weeks later. Uh, is actually on Dragon's Den. And it's his YouTube channel. And he oh. interviews like business leaders or very successful people. And he did yeah. this episode with Seth Rogen. <laughs> and Seth Rogen was talking about like how way before acting, like when he was a kid, he was writing screenplays because that's what he was really yeah, passionate yeah. about. And him and... Evan, whose surname I can't remember, but the guy that's in uh, This Is The End with him. Yeah, yeah. They're writing, part writing partners, and they wrote super bad when they were 14 years old. It was the first screenplay they ever wrote. Absolutely shows. Whether you like it or not, though, <clears throat> does it not blow your mind that a screenplay written by two 14-year-olds that never had any training or anything <laughs> went on to become such a global success? I mean, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. I, Could you it's, imagine it's hard for me to think positive things about it because I just don't like it. But I no, know, but yeah. you, you got to, if you take personal taste aside and you look at it for what it is, it's, it's quite, it's quite impressive. Could you imagine anything yeah. we did at 14 years old? You know, I can't remember what I was doing at 14 years old. I would be playing Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watching Star Trek. Actually, no, probably, that, was, that was probably pre Warhammer, so I was probably just watching Star Trek a lot. Oh, that blew my mind. On Discovering that boobies. Oh my, we could do that. I've got something to talk about now. But anyway, <laughs> we've had the conversation. We've had that conversation. <laughs> so super bad, we'll never get covered on this podcast. I also... What's wrong with the original Jungle Book? It's <sighs> fucking genius. I know when we did Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, I claimed it that and Sword in the Stone were the only good Disney films uh -huh. that I'd completely overlooked. I was expecting Sword the in the Book. Stone to get recommended. No, no, I'm saving that. You're saving that one. You're saving that one for when Amy comes on yeah. because she loves that film as well. No, I completely overlooked Jungle Book, which is easily in my top three, probably, probably even number one. It's such a good film. I think I dislike it because it was one of the ones that my nan bought us on official Disney video yeah, when I we were kids. When I was a kid, yeah. So it got watched an awful lot. And I just, yeah. Yeah, you said one look at him was like, no, if we do that, he's going to sing the songs. He's going he's gonna to sing the fucking songs. And the only fucking song I can remember from that film is the pedo snake one. 
and the March of the Gammons. What about I'm the King of the Swingers, oh, the jungle. I, I forget that's from it. That's in there, isn't it? Yeah. I reached the top and had to stop, and that's what's but the bothering thing is, me. That course is. I want to be a man, man, cub. Stroll right into town and be just like the other men. I'm tired, I'm moping around. So, whoopie doo, whoopie doo. We're not even covering it. You're not allowed to sing it when we are covering it. So, you're definitely not allowed to cover it on a completely different episode. Yeah, I know, but I spent three days getting really excited about possibly covering the jungle book. <sighs> I need to have, have you steal it away from me. I didn't steal it. Don't give me options, okay, if you only want me to choose one of them. Because you can guarantee that through no fault of my own, I will choose the wrong one. No, no, no. You chose, as I told you, you chose the right one. <laughs> only I expected to get torn apart and laughed at for my suggestion. So I gave you I didn't even know it options. existed until I saw it and I had to go and Google Did it. I was not? like, we can't watch an entire 1968 TV series, no. surely. no. I um I saw it quite a few times as a kid. I'd never fucking heard of it. No, as a kid, it came out in 2016. No. Oh, we what? I told you it was 1971 version. I put it in the message. We both okay. We've watched different films. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Check your WhatsApp. I put in brackets 1971. I wasn't even going to message you to check the date because I was like, the internet hates this film. Yeah, I've not, not even seen the new one. <laughs> All my notes are about Jonesy and Mr. Mannering. I mean, so are mine, but from a different decade. you got the guy from the in-betweeners, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they called for a bike. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes, you did. You were 1971. <laughs> I went out of my way. Jungle Book, original, animated. <laughs> Just in case you thought I wanted to see the new version. <laughs> Tats Army, 1971. And you put Tats Army, 1971, and I went in and looked, watched the 2016 one. Okay, looks like we're doing uh, improv a touch here today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go away and I'll watch the 1971 one for next, next week. week. <laughs> Let me check the schedule. So this is filler episode. This is filler two. episode on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> and this time it wasn't my fault. No, to be fair, this is your mate. for the wrong episode. Oh, Lord. Just the well, that, that, um, that's an hour and a half of my life I'm never getting back. <laughs> oh, okay, so... What are we supposed to do next week? This is this week. I have not updated the schedule. But next week is that. What? Your Me. choice. Oh, my, my choice. Oh, okay. In so that we case, can just do this. For, so uh, for next week, I choose Stats Army 1971. <laughs> you can just download it. <laughs> just that, mo- that moment of realisation on your face when you were like, what? <laughs> like, I, no, in my head, I'm like, I did specify, right? You did, did specify. This isn't my fault. Again, I did specify which version because <laughs> the other day I was like, I need something light, I need something fun. I can't be getting too deep into like some kind of dark film this week. So I went on Sky, I selected comedy and I was going through the films and I saw the 2016 version. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if I knew that the original, I would do the original. I've got fond memories of that. Kept scrolling and it was and there. there. It is. And I was like, yes. So that's when I, that was the first time I, I even realised I'd done, done a remake. Yeah, I had no idea. And I was like, oh, I didn't, to be fair, I didn't realise it was a 1971 film either. No. I discovered that when I was Googling around this and I was like, why the fuck has he chosen this? I don't, we didn't have it. I know we didn't own it on video when I was a kid. So they must have shown it. Quite regularly on terrestrial TV because I remember seeing this film countless yeah. times. Countless times. God, yeah. And being a fan of the TV, like I'm talking single digit kid. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say because I mean, this came out in 1968, and old as we are, 
We are, we are not that old. We're not old enough to have watched that on a, on a first run. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I, I had to look. I had to look it up today. I was actually for the first time probably since about episode four, where I realised that if I didn't look stuff up before, <laughs> the episode became more interesting because you would actually tell me stuff I didn't know. I did actually look into this and. So they it was it ran from sixty eight to seventy seven the TV show, mm. but the first two seasons were in black and white. Yes, this came out in nineteen seventy one. So and it's a prequel. This film was a prequel. Wow, prequels before they were cool. Yeah, so I'm guessing this is actually even cooler, even more progressive. It was a reboot because the first two seasons were black and white, and this is in color. Mm. So they must have done the prequel. And then uh, continued like, with the TV show. Continued yeah. it from there after the... Uh, wow, that, that's some Marvel shit right yeah. there. Jesus. <laughs> so, so fucking, there's fucking Kevin Feige. He's yeah. like, now we know where he stole all his ideas from. <laughs> fucking Dad's Army. I'm going to have to watch his film for a third time next weekend. So it's <laughs> fresh in my memory. <laughs> so all the trauma I faced this week's not going to shove it out. <laughs> Oh god! It's good because uh, you could probably. See, I'm not going to move the screen because it will knock the microphone flying. But that's where my notes start. Yeah, that's where my notes finish. Uh, so I didn't have much to discuss. At because- first, when you said that, I was like, "It's fine, it's fine." I've got double the, the amount of notes for this I had for Guardians. It's fine. <laughs> and then I was thinking, like, there are so many questionable things in this film. Why didn't he? Why? Why is he not kicking off about the the outdated language? Like. <laughs> I'm gonna do this next week. But just as a little just as a little intro, I watched this on Sky, as I previously mentioned. Before the film starts, there's a message. <laughs> this film includes outdated attitudes, language, and or cultural depictions that viewers may find inconsistent with contemporary values. Sky has chosen to present this content as it was originally made, and viewer discretion is advised. And I was just like, he's gonna have some stuff to kick off about at least. Oh, well, it sounds and, like I'll have far more to write about next week then. At least Jonesy, every time he opens his mouth, he says something that would get you shot in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> get you cancelled, at least. I don't know, because we've been trying to get cancelled for, like, pushing three years now. The minute someone else, like someone famous, blows our podcast up, podcast up and we get loads and influx of listeners, we are going to face a whole tidal wave of shit. I'm looking forward to it. I love, I love internet arguments. I see. I, I don't like arguing on the internet because I feel it's only like you know children and twelve year old girls that argue <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> but any response is a good response. I mean, yeah, if they hate us. Yeah, at least they're not apathetic. <laughs> like that's the way I look at it. I spent probably nearly twenty minutes on Friday night. I sat down to catch up on my Discord because I was like, got a lot of alerts on Discords that people right. have been chatting, and I'm completely out of the loop. So I'll sit down. Before I start my stream and I'll catch up, or it's before I had to go and pick Amy up, and I was like, I'll catch up on what's going on. And I ended up in the Mega Tokyo Discord. I can't even remember what sub-fucking chat room of it I was in. Um, but they were talking about this whole Linus Tech Tips being hacked. I have no He's idea. He's a, they're a big YouTuber. Right. Do lots of technical stuff. Piss off a lot of big tech, name, tech company names because, they're, because they've got this huge reach. And they show you hacks and <clears> ways to... <laughs> no, that's what oh. they started doing was showing you ways how to you know, get more battery life to do this particular thing on your fucking Linus desktop or what, Linux desktop. Um, but now they say do a lot of tech reviews and discussions oh, around that sort of thing. So companies send them their product, hoping that this YouTube channel will say nice things about it, <coughs> but they don't. 
they actually review it, and if they don't like it, or there's things wrong with it, they just say, well, this is shit because this doesn't work, or it does this, it doesn't do that. We're never going to do that. Anybody <laughs> out there listening to us, if you send us stuff to talk about on the podcast, we will be 100% positive about it. Because that's how you get more stuff sent to you. Oh, right. Okay. If you start okay. slagging stuff off it. <clears throat> well, no, if it's good, I'll say good things about it. it. Just like we do with everything else. If it's good, we say good things. If it's bad, we say bad things. This is no, no, this no, is no, life. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. That's not how we're going to run our business. But we've built this podcast on a platform of more or less honesty. Yeah, subjective. <laughs> subjective, right. Art, art is subjective, right? <laughs> So we, can, we can't be right or wrong. But if someone sends us a product and says, talk about this, and we slag it off, no one's going to send us products ever again. When are every gonna... other week going to send us an episode to review? We should just take one of their episodes and do an episode on it. Because that would be meta as fuck. They went after us a few times on their last episode. I know. And, and this makes me think. <laughs> if my laptop was in working order, I would have got Will to send me the file. I would have clipped it out and I would have bought the clips and played them to you so you could react to them. <laughs> Maybe we do that next time. Maybe we just we really just, go after us. <laughs> we, just, we just take an episode and we treat it like we do any other piece of media we've consumed. And we'll just write notes. And... I mean, yeah, the content's okay, but the host's toxic as fuck. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this, 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 this guy oh, basically... Yeah. Um, he logs in one day or they log in one day because obviously no big YouTube is yeah. actually just one person anymore um, they log in and their YouTube accounts and everything have all been taken down they've all been shut down oh. and they're like what the fuck you know this is this is big what yeah. the fuck happened and initially they thought someone in their organisation had been hacked and they'd got access it turns out it may in fact have been someone on the YouTube marketing team who got an unexpected email with a PDF attachment mm. and was just like, oh, I wonder what that is, double-click. <laughs> so, of course, their, then their uh, machine and accounts were compromised, and from there, they managed to get access to Linus Tech Tips and basically take them down. Um, You'd think a tech organisation would have, like, a phishing... Oh, you would. Yeah. And this this was kind of what started the argument. There was, a, there was a chap on there, and he was basically advocating that... Firefox should have caught this or out like the whatever their email account should oh. have caught this or just their computer should have caught this. And it's like, uh, no. And the people were like saying, no, that's not how this works. You have no. to do this and you do training to train people to spot these things. And yes, he was so. like, but they said it looked legitimate. You can't train people to spot that. And I was like, yes, you can. Tick, 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 tick. I was like, hi. You absolutely can, because I've run training courses on doing just that in the past. In my previous job, that was one of my job roles, was training people to spot these things. And I listed some of the, like, I said, for the bare minimum, you do this. And it was a couple of steps. Um, and probably about 10 minutes into this 20-minute back-and-forth argument, there was me and me and a couple of others were like, no, buddy, that's not how this works. This is what you do. I think the chap realised he'd lost yeah, because he stopped arguing the point oh, and God, started, got, it was ad hominem sort of attacks from then on. It was like, well, I, I gave an example. You know, I said, you phone the person. If it's from a known contact yeah. or an unknown contact, you phone them and say, hey, I've just received an email from you with a PDF attachment. Just want to know it was about, make, check, you know, make sure it is what it appears to be. It's part of our basic standard. All newbies have to do it. Exactly. Training. That is standard for yeah. any business that receives emails. Um, and I said, he said, well, how's that going to help? Fuck's sake, mate. I was like, well, if this company says they're in California yeah. and they really want to work with you, uh, just open up the PDF and it'll explain everything. And you phone them up and you're speaking to a chap in Belarus. That sets off little alarm bells. Well, you actually get through to the company in California and they're like, no, nah, No, we didn't send that. Yeah. 
Well, then the guy's like, well, why does it have to be Russian? What if they have a Russian person in California? Why, what if you're doing business with a company in Belarus? I'm like, buddy, buddy, you, you've lost the argument yeah. here because you're just nitpicking the words. And someone else came in and was like, it's just a fucking example, you know, and it gets it gets your brain working. So you start thinking things aren't matching up here. Um, and then I kind of sat there and I was like, I was like, are you trolling, buddy? I was just like, no, I just think blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Peace out, man. I'm not spending my Friday night arguing you with you. You could have <laughs> exited this conversation with a shred of dignity if you just said, yeah, I know I lost a while ago. I'm just trolling now. Whether or not you yeah, are, he could have just bowed out of that. Gone, bowed oh, out. Okay, shredded dignity. If you just been like, yeah, because there were at least two of us in there who work in or have worked city. in. One of them was works in uh, cybersecurity. Okay, for a living, and I've obviously dabbled in Modified that quite that, a bit yeah. in 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 my previous role. And it's like, look, when we are telling you this is why how we do it, and this is why it's done this way, except for the best grace that you can muster. That perhaps your initial assertion was wrong. Every email I get at work that is not internal, there's a big yellow banner at the top of the I hate those email things. that says, this has been sent by, this is an external email sent by someone that you do not normally, like, correspond with. Oh, yeah. I think even Outlook does that now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it's on my Outlook. There's a big yellow banner at the top. And you're yeah. like, okay, I'll just hit the fish button. <laughs> <laughs> And then once a month, I'll get a very happy email from our global IT person that's like, you correctly gave us all of our fish emails this month that we've sent to you. Well done. You've been entered into a draw to win, blah, blah, blah. But no one in England ever wins. Um, yeah, I've had, I seem to, I've had quite a lot of arguments in the past, like, say, year with people that lose the argument but won't back down and so mm. they just get personal or they change the subject and start yep. having to go about something else and that the moment that happens I just I calm down I smile to myself and that's like, the thing you can effectively bow out at that point because you you're like okay I've have, won you have no I'm, I'm talking real life because I don't argue with people via text or internet <laughs> but in that moment I'm like I know I've won because you're not arguing my point anymore. You yeah. know you can't argue my point anymore. Therefore, I know I've won. I'm just going to back away. It's, it's not often I get involved, to be, despite how I may portray it on this podcast. Oh, yeah. It's not often I get involved in arguments with people because I'm, I'm, I'm like, there are people that know the subject better than me. They can yeah. have this argument or I'm just like, I'm not wasting my time with that. But yeah. every so often something like this comes up, presents itself to me when I have some downtime. Yeah, like, I've got 20 minutes to argue with. And I'm like, <laughs> and this is, this is, this is my wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, there's not many subjects I can say with authority. <laughs> this is right. This is wrong. Yeah. But that's one of them. And I was just like, nah, buddy, fuck you. <laughs> I have muted that, that chat now for a while because I don't want to get drawn back into yeah. it. Because I was sat there on um, yesterday. Um, I got tagged in something on Discord. So I opened it up on the PC. Uh, and it was in a completely different Discord server. But I was like, oh, I could just drop back into the Mega Tokyo one and see what happened. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. Because I'll get back back into that and I'll be reigniting an argument that's been 24 hours stale. Yeah. No, just fucking leave it, room. There's no point. <laughs> you don't even know the guy. The guy doesn't know you. What's the point? He's clearly a bull bag. If you're listening, Olark. I think that was his name. It was, like, it was a stupid fucking name. Anyway, I brought up my um, quick yank of the steering wheel on the railway, 90 miles an hour comment, because that was the beginning of me going on to say that, like, yeah, I have cheered up a bit since Monday. Um, <laughs> and it was later that night after I, you know, I'd engaged with 
<laughs> like suicide for the first time in 10 years. <laughs> like my entire life fell apart about three and a half years ago. Not once did I think about killing myself. <laughs> Not once. And now here I am driving home and I'm like, oh, it's quite, <laughs> I could do this. <laughs> and then this, like, you won't get it. But anybody that's been depressed for a long, long time, right? You get happy again. There's something quite alluring about the depression. You kind of romanticize it in your head. You're kind of like, no, because. Are you a Renaissance artist, really? No, but like when you've got fuck all left, fuck all to lose and everything is shit, there's a kind of comfort that comes from that. But then when you get happy and suddenly you've got all this shit to lose, suddenly everyone cares about you. Like it's quite terrifying because you don't know how to act. You're constantly on the, on the edge of like, I don't know, life's going too well. I don't get this. And then you, I guess you kind of romanticise the days when you had fuck all to lose and, <laughs> and like it was all good. And I, I engaged with this suicide fantasy for about five minutes in the car on my own and I was, and I terrified myself which is a healthy sign because I never used to tell <laughs> I, I used to long for it. But I got like later that night, I was just kind of thinking to myself, like, I wonder where that came from. That was really quite terrifying. But then I started thinking about how different my life is now to what it was, say, two years ago. Mm. How many more people I've got in it? How much, like, more That's love. That's why you're getting depressed. Love here. <laughs> I've met some of these much. people. <laughs> Fuck you, Will. Um, <laughs> I just like I have so much more to lose now <laughs> but there are so many more people in my life that love me and care about me and rather than driving home from work at 90 miles an hour thinking about killing myself I should really be more grateful <laughs> to all these people <laughs> that have kind of like latched onto me and been like no 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 <laughs> we see your potential You're you probably shouldn't be driving that car at 90 miles an hour anyway because yeah. uh, I've seen your car it's not healthy for that car to be going that fast <laughs> nah to be fair <laughs> I think I was begging for it <laughs> I was begging for a blown, blown out tyre or something <laughs> what would actually have happened is the engine would have gone pop yeah. and you'd have just trundled to a halt <laughs> and then just cars constantly smashing into the back <laughs> of it yeah. but yeah so I said all that to say that I'm in a much better mood and as much as, like, you know, I sat here on Monday and I was like, your name's not Rooney and Ash, or Ash, I'm just going to fucking ignore you. <laughs> I, I don't care for it. I need to be more grateful than that. I am grateful for all the people. I, I love how you life. said that, like, you were just going to ignore everyone. And then didn't. Yeah. And then, like, I start seeing notifications in the group chat that you're posting, and I'm like, the fuck, man? Even I don't know what's the narrative anymore. I know, that, that was completely <laughs> honest for, like, 48 hours until I thought about killing myself. <laughs> And then I was like, no, no, no. These people went out of their way to... Yeah, because I was all like, oh, I'm going to have to get back in the chat. I'm going to have to talk to these people because <laughs> he's not going to be there to do it. I'm going to have to do it. And then I start seeing your name pop up and I'm like, oh, well, I do in that case. Fuck those guys. I was like 48 hours of just depression and not wanting to talk to people. And then I had this epiphany about how far I've come, how much better my life is now to what it was two or three years ago. And just like... I really should be grateful for all these people that care about me <laughs> rather than just ignoring them and wanting to kill myself. So here's my full more apology to everyone but Will. <laughs> Will even goes, still go get fucked. It's a good job Will doesn't drive, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing he doesn't know where I live. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs>
It'd be like an 80s movie. Just get like a, a boombox and a boom sign box that says Moses Senpai. Stand outside my window <laughs> playing some like 80s love song. Oh, Lord. In fact, I'm kind of tempted to give him your address and go and pick him up from the station. <laughs> I run a power cable out from the car to power the boombox. Now, we shouldn't joke about this because a few weeks ago on an episode, I said that uh, no one was ever allowed to know where I live. <laughs> and I think that upsets some people. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stalker's gone stalk. You know, I'm just going to reiterate something that any loyal <laughs> listeners of this podcast should know by now. <laughs> You can't take anything I say or either of us say seriously. We make this shit up as we go along. Especially today. Especially today. When our entire plan has gone out the window. It's a good thing I had quite the intro planned. Oh, yes, you do. I've got more I built on that. I've, I built on Monday's intro. So oh, good. I've got more Because <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, have I seen any interesting news articles <laughs> I can quickly pull up so we can discuss? How long have we been going? Uh, like 40 minutes. Oh, that's all right. So we're nearly halfway through. We're we? nearly halfway, yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Does this mean I don't get to dribble over the Catherine Zeta-Jones? Was she in? She's, yeah, she's in, in the, the new one. It's got a really good cast. Is it? Yeah, well, who's it? Bill Nye, Catherine yeah. Zeta-Jones, Toby Jones, uh, who's Dr. Zola from yeah. the MCU, uh, Tom Courtney, Michael Gambon, Blake Harrison, Daniel May, Sarah Lancashire. And Ball Patterson, a lot of people that I recognise, yeah. but if you'd asked me what their name was, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But I said, I'm like, wow, no, yeah, you've been in loads of stuff. You've been, you've made an entire career out of being in ITV dramas since the mid-90s, and it's like... <laughs> Should we just cannibalise your notes for this film? Just can- <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that many notes. <laughs> what, what was it actually about? What was the storyline? Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones yeah. plays a journalist who is, in fact, a Nazi spy. Oh, okay. Uh sent to England to find out about the planned D-Day invasion because the Nazis know it's happening but not where. Yeah. And then um, she ends up in Warmington-on-Sea. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, befriends the the, the platoon of the Home Guard. Uh, And, yeah, at the end, they had had actual Nazis. They had a shootout on the beach. They had a U-boat. And I was like, no, this this is quite an epic final scene. And it's just Catherine... One thing I do find really interesting, right? Catherine Jones is 53 years old. Yeah. Toby Jones, Dr. Zola, is 56 years old. Oh, okay. Compare the two of them. Yeah. (laughs) One of them looks 56 and the other one is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, but one of them didn't give Michael Douglas throat cancer. (laughs) That's right, yeah. She's got a carcinogenic clunge. (laughs) Didn't we have this conversation before? We did, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like little little bells are ringing. Yeah, you've done this. And I'm like, was that while we were drunk, or did we do that on an episode? I think we did it on an episode, yeah. Um, <laughs> you were. That actually sounds like <laughs> a bigger budgeted <laughs> version of what I watched. Yes, that's basically what it is. Yeah, you're gonna uh, un- unfortunately be underwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, um, I only get it would have got six for oh, me. Okay, that's not bad. Well, it was because it was okay. It was just like watching uh, uh, an HD version of this from the 60s, but yeah. with no um, questionable, questionable content. <laughs> outdated content, which just made it a little bit at any bland. Point, at any point, did Blake Harrison say they don't like it up and- Yes. Oh, really? Yes, they don't like it up and- He doesn't use the FW word, though, does he? 
FW word. I'm not saying it. Fat wankers. Oh, I can, I can bleep it out. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, because <laughs> all of that, there is, there is none of, of that sort of thing in there. Yeah. Um, which it's the PC version of Dad's Army. Yeah, and it suffers for it. It detracts, to I, be honest with you. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm not. <sighs> we're not pro that. I'm not pro that. But when you take something and they haven't changed enough of the formula. Yeah. To, to to take that away because that was a core part of it. Oh, yeah. And they haven't replaced it. They haven't updated it or anything. It's still set in the same time frame and they're still using the same references and the humour is still the same, but it's all politically correct, which really, really neuters that type of humour. Yeah. So it, it just it's, it's perfectly watchable, but also perfectly forgettable. Yeah. So I'm really hoping the 71 one is much better. <laughs> what I will say is... I give the 71 one a better score than you give this one. Okay. On its, for its naivety and charm. <laughs> naivety and charm. That's one way of describing it. <laughs> uh, Stupid boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Manuel. <laughs> we're doomed. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go back again into the past. Not quite, as, not quite as far as 1939. We're, we're going to go to 1992. 1992. And I've tried to refine it this time. Oh, good. So it's going to be less like putting a dry IV in my arsehole. So we're going to start with facts about 1992. Huzzah! Guess what the average house price was in 1992. Oh, you do this on purpose, you yeah. wanker. I, because it depresses me when I go looking. <laughs> And I'm like, I, could I don't that. like being depressed, and you don't need to be more depressed. Why? Uh, I don't. I can't remember what it was in 1991. Oh, just just take a stab in the dark. Uh, ninety-three thousand, fifty-five thousand, three hundred twenty-eight. <laughs> Average car price? Oh fuck, a lot less. Uh, twelve thousand pounds. No, close. Nine thousand four hundred ten. Which, Fucking hell, my car cost two-thirds of that, and it's ten years old. When, like, you consider a car is, like, basically one-fifth of a house. Like, yeah. there's a disparity in the prices. There, Somewhat, right? yeah. <laughs> Average salary in 1992, which probably explains the above two. Oh, it's going to be a hell of a lot less than it is now. Um, oh, £12,088 a year. Where did they get these averages from? Was this in a, like, former From, coal like, town in, up north? <laughs> no, it's just, it was 1992. True, things were a lot cheaper then. Like, the minimum wage was probably... What, was like, there a minimum wage? Well, yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, Silence of the Lambs won Best Picture Oscar. Oh. Anthony Hopkins won Best Male Lead Oscar. <laughs> and Jodie Foster won the Best Female Lead Oscar. Um, in 1992, most leading retailers removed vinyl due to its decline in sales. Oh, which is odd because this year, for the first time since the turn of the century, I believe, vinyl sales have uh, are higher than CD sales. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I included that. It's like, in 1992, they were like, no one fucking cares about vinyl anymore. Stop no, selling it. Stop selling it. In 2023, it's like we can only stock vinyl now. No one, no one buys CDs. No. I, I go into H&B every so often. 
and I'll flick through, see if they've got anything interesting in the CD section. Because the, merch... the CD section is getting smaller and smaller. It's getting smaller. The merch section is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And that's where I spend the majority of my time. But every so often, I'll go and I'll flick through, see if there's any CDs there for bands that I actually want to own. Um, spoiler alert, there isn't. But there are CDs in there that are in the exact same place they've been in for yeah. like the last three or four years. Yeah, just yeah. You untouched. You move them to look behind it's just dust everywhere. Yeah, like, it's no, just like they're completely out, untouched. Yeah. <laughs> right, what do you think the average price of bread was in 1992? 53p per loaf. Oh my God. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> wow. It's 54p. 54p! But you are that close that I'm going to let you have that one. £1.25 um, now. <laughs> is it really? Well, the... the the, the, the Warrington's toasty loaf that I buy yeah, is like one twenty-five. So it's like more than doubled. Yep. Jesus, how much for a pint of beer? Do you think? And I know um, you're not really a beer drinker, but uh, one pound five. One pound forty-eight. How much for a pint of milk? We do this, and every time I massively underprice myself. One twenty. Thirty-two p. And finally, I'm not very good at this, folks. Uh, finally. Well, you need to kind of have some idea of what the average price is today. Not what you pay, what the average price is today, and then kind of scale it back. The thing is, when I buy these things... You don't I just, look at the price. I don't look at the no. price. I'm like, I need milk. Therefore, I pick up milk, and I put it in my trolley, and I buy it. Milk and bread are necessities that you're going to buy regardless of how much yeah, they Yeah, I cost, have to right? buy them yeah. regardless, so I don't really look at the beer price. Beer is a bit easier because, I mean, not for us two, because we don't go to pubs and drink beer. No. But for most, you know, blokes, blokes, beer would be easier because you know what you're paying. You know, now you're paying so for you can... each pint, yeah. But finally, how much? Do you... This is something we should we both know, <laughs> and this will depress us both. How much do you think it was for a liter of petrol in 1992? Oh, what are we talking? 90p. I'm now paying like one pound seventy something. It's yeah, it's about one pound. I think it's just shy of one pound. I got really excited coming back from fucking Chelmsford last week because I found a garage. That had it for less than one pound seventy. It was like one pound sixty six or something. When I first got my car, it, it wasn't the car I'm dry drive now, but it was exactly the same car. Yes, it was. Um, I used to be able to fill my hair. I used to fill it <laughs> from nothing all the way to the top for forty pounds. Forty pounds now gets me half a half yeah. a tank. The other day, I got half and a bit, and I'm <laughs> very excited. Uh, what, I could uh, probably drive to work about that one extra time. In in October, I filled uh, my tank for the first time in a long time because yeah. we were, had a long drive. So I was like, fuck it, I've got to fill it up. It cost basically uh, the best part of 100 quid. It was like £92 or yeah. something to fill my tank. And it's like, okay, that's a full tank. But, you know, that's £100. That's like a massive yeah. chunk yeah. out of my wages. And back where I was working before, that wouldn't have seen me no, through the month. No, I would no. be back at least once more, probably t- well, probably two or three times, um, to fill up. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that, that doesn't balance out. This is why nobody can do anything. I probably refill my car like once every 10 days now. I do mine once a week, but I only put in about 20, 25 quid because just do I'm doing half, short runs. Halfway every time, and that way I use all the petrol, so I haven't got any old petrol. Oh, a diesel, because I actually have a diesel. Oh, you, you got diesel in that little thing? Yeah. Oh, bless. I haven't got any old diesel like hanging around in there. Still. My Mine the other day got down to telling me I had zero miles left in the tank. Oh, the light comes on. The light come on. My petrol light come on. On the way to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, shit, I've still got about another like 
15 to 18 miles of driving before I can get to my garage. Mine comes on at 50 miles, yeah. the light. Oh, okay. And then I've got 50. I've actually probably got about closer to 60. Yeah. And mine was it. The, the needle was on empty. It was telling me I had no miles left in the tank, but I couldn't get to a fucking garage that actually had diesel at the time. Oh, okay. I was having a real trouble. And I managed to get one, filled it up. But of course, it had sucked all the shit out yeah. of the bottom and it ran really ropey for about half an hour. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. News. The Queen celebrated her Ruby Jubilee in 1992. No, she did. The Olympic Games were held in Barcelona. I remember that because uh, Freddie Mercury did that song with the lady. Yeah. Barcelona, da, 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 da. Barcelona. And all that sort of shit. I That's remember that. One. Euro Disney was opened in 1992. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus. And finally, Denmark won Euro 92. Um, Denmark? Yes. Who the fuck are Denmark? Do you see how I refined that from like 20 minutes of me reading headlines <laughs> to just four headlines? <laughs> yeah, but this week we could do with that. Cause... <laughs> well, I didn't realise you. <laughs> didn't realise I was going to fuck up. No. Uh, yeah. Like, I only ever think about myself fucking up. <laughs> you have a good track record of rarely ever fucking up. <laughs> so I don't ever factor it in. So yeah, but... everybody mark this on the calendar, okay? <laughs> right, British TV. 1992 Ooh. saw the premiere of some major shows on British TV. They were El Dorado. Oh, fucking hell, that was terrible. Absolutely Fabulous. 92. The male version of Absolutely Fabulous, Men Behaving Badly. <laughs> I loved both of those shows. And every 90s kid's fucking Saturday night obsession, Gladiators. Gladiators. Maybe not on 90s kids, like 80s kids. 80s like, kids, yeah, because yeah, we were old enough to actually watch it. I have no frame of rest reference for El Dorado. I've never... Okay, I, it was it was Neighbours, but in Spain. Oh, okay. But I loved Ab- Absolutely Fabulous. I fucking love Men Behaving Badly. <laughs> so much so, I've rewatched them all. The whole, all the seasons probably about six months ago, because I found Jesus. them on have the, How well have they aged? Not well. Yeah, I didn't think so. But I fucking love Gladiators. Like, mm. Saturday tea time. Oh, God, yeah. Gladiators, come on. Fucking Gladiators on. I fucking love that. I recently read an article somewhere that said that um, there was so many shenanigans going off, like, behind Mm. the scenes in that. Like, all the contestants and all the gladiators used to stay in the same hotel. Yeah. They would have mass orgies. There was, like, steroid abuse, like, (laughs) fucking you would never believe. (laughs) But as kids, we were watching it, like, wow, they are, like, pillars of masculinity, right? Pillars of masculinity. (laughs) It's like, these guys are great. Gladiator when I grow up. Was there one gladiator thing that you really wanted to do? The jet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would, that, I'm going to be honest, guys. You could be like Beta Wolf, to be fair, <laughs> right now. And Joris Grumpy. No, that is true. Yeah. Jet. Seeing Jet, especially in like the later episodes of, of Gladiators, that was an awakening for, yeah. for a young Rooney. Oh, yeah. I like this started. I guess what ninety two. So I, was I didn't I didn't turn eleven <laughs> till December, so I was ten for the majority. Yeah. But by like ninety four, ninety five, and I'd gone through puberty. Yeah. Oh my god, Jet was everything. She was. Yeah, she was something else. <laughs> she was everything. But um, my my second cousin. Yeah, I remember my mum's side. The, the second generation of Hunter of, or Ace. I can't remember Ace. Which one. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He went from being a roofer. Someone saw him repairing their roof and they were like, we need to get this guy down for a, an audition for Gladiators. And they literally like called him down from the yeah. roof, said, do you want to be a Gladiator, son? 
Oh, yeah, all right. Because his thick is too short. Yeah, like, well, I have to go to Coliseum and fight people with a sword. You'll just hit people with a big... I've never been to Rome. Um, <laughs> you just smash people around the head with a big, like... A big soft foam button. fucking yeah, cotton bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was he was a gladiator for, like, two seasons. I like, do remember. Like, that's one of my earliest memories of when we started actually... Like, I knew you through school, but we didn't start hanging out till the summer we left school. Yeah. And one of the first memories I have of ever coming to your house, come to your room and seeing like a signed picture of, well, sorry, Hunter or Ace? Ace. Ace. And I was just like, <laughs> looking at you like, why you got a signed Gladiator? Because we were 16 then. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh like, my God, do you, you like, like boys? He's my second cousin. <laughs> he oh, little did I know. Little, little did I know. <laughs> little did any of us know. Yeah. Men in Lycra. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> but <laughs> if there was one... I didn't have any of these questions planned before, obviously. <laughs> coming up with them on the fly. What was there one event you really wanted to do in Gladiators? The, 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 the pugil one. The pugil one. Six. The same one everyone wanted to do. I wanted to do that, the final, like, assault course. That was the one I no, really wanted to do. because it had the Travelator. Because I wanted to do the Travelator. Have, have you ever done the Travelator before? I've done one, and it wasn't They're easy. horrible. Especially after doing all that other stuff. Exactly. You get there, and your legs are just like, nah, fuck. And really, it was really mean of them to put oh, the Travelator course, yeah. as the last one. that was one. the point of it, right? Well, yeah, I know. Because that was the bit that was catch them out, and I'd get right to the end. The first one would go up, fall over, and the other one would... <laughs> catch up them, yeah. and then you'd just be like crawling and yeah. it's like you're not even you're just slapping it with your hands now because you're not making any progress yeah I always wanted to do the final assault course I really wanted to do that what was the other one the the, the, the big balls the big yeah. metal ball ones that uh, that always looked fun but there are no more 90s TV shows than absolutely fabulous and men behaving badly no. right one they were like the male female version of yeah. the same I wish see these days they'd have a crossover episode, yeah, and it would be incredible. Gary and Tony hanging out with uh, <laughs> Pat, Patsy, and what's that one's name? I don't know. I just I remember, remember Bubbles. Yeah, I remember Bubbles. The assistant, and it, it was a daughter that was just constantly just like I had such a crush on her. Yeah, uh, I can't, she's constantly got, she's got a name. Like, it's got a name that doesn't match her, like Tabitha or something. Yeah. But she was always totally ashamed of the <laughs> their behaviour. Yeah. No, I did recently go back and watch all the all the seasons of Men Behaving Badly and no, it hasn't aged no. well. But you can tell kind of what years they're in because there's a couple of seasons in the middle where they play Oasis a lot, like yeah. in the pub and stuff. But the very first season, which is the one that must have come out in 1992, which I never saw as a kid. I only saw when I went back and watched it on Netflix. Mm. Harry Enfield was in it other than t- instead of Tony. Yes. It was, yeah. I can't remember what his name was for the life of me, but he was in it. And then I guess he must have left at the end of season one to go and make Harry Going Enfield do his own thing, yeah. So they booked Tony in. And yeah. so they kind of rebrand and reboot in the beginning of season two. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. it's uh, It was all about... It was all about what I was about uh, in uh, 15, 16. Yeah. Lad culture. <laughs> Lad culture. It was, there was no more sophisticated thing to do than sit on the sofa drinking Stella. Drinking Stella. Chatting shit to your mate. Like, being dumb was yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being smart was... Nobody liked no. a smart person. Fucking and... students. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Being dumb, being unhealthy, being... It was the, it was the height of sophistication. In yeah, dead-end dead end job, drinking beer... 
and yeah. and yeah, just being thick as shit. Um, right. Role models, guys. You see, people, young people these days moan about the behaviour of footballers or YouTube stars. Oh, they should go back to the nineties. Yeah. Fucking hell, man! Back in the nineties, if you had a, a, an IQ above double figures, you were ripe for ridicule. Yeah. Ridicule, mate. You were getting oh. bullied left, right, and centre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I've never told anybody at school my favourite my favorite class was English Lit. <laughs> so fear of being bullied. I'm, no, I like PE best. best. PE best. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, PE was second best for me. But Ugh. Right, top 10 best-selling singles in 1992. Christ. There's some bangers on here. Well, they're not really bangers, but there's some you, 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 you <laughs> There's some that I'll recognise. Number 10, Good Night Girl by Wet Wet Wet. God. I barely wet. remember the song, but... I, I remember where 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 for the first concert I ever went to because <laughs> my parents dragged me because they didn't want to pay for babysitters. I think. Yeah, I I remember that song. Um, number nine. This is one I definitely remember because I used to be a huge fan before the paedophilia. Feel <laughs> the world by Michael Jackson. <laughs> number, oh yeah, yeah, Christ. Number eight, ain't no doubt by Jimmy Now. I don't. I, I don't, don't know. remember that. Number seven, I've never heard of this one. Abba-esque EP by Erasure. No. Erasure released a lot of music. <laughs> Number six, End of the Road by Boys to Men. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Everyone End knows Boys to Men. End of the Road. That's the only bit I remember there. <laughs> yeah. My mum had their album. Every, oh, Boys to Men. Every mum had a Boys to Men album. Everyone loved that. Here's one I've never heard of before. Number five, please. Oh, actually, no, I, I have. I just never heard of the artist. <laughs> Number five, Please Don't Go by KWS. I'm thinking that's Please, please don't, don't Go. Yeah. Don't KWS? Go. I mean, one hit wonder. They must I be. looked at the artist before I looked at the song titles. I've never heard of this. <laughs> uh, Number four, Stay by Shakespeare's Sister. Shakespeare's Sister. Well, you knew that before I even said the name. Yes. Amy still listens to that song. Really? And, every, and we listen to it and she'll go... It's a shame they hate each other now. I have no frame of reference for that song whatsoever. That's such a tune. Number three, Would I Lie to You by Charles and Eddie. Would I lie to you, baby? Would I lie to you? Oh, yeah. We clearly have a, both have a frame of reference for that yep. one. Number two, and this is a this was a banger, Rhythm is a Dancer by Snap. Oh, Rhythm is a dancer. It's a kind of... In the office, they keep putting on... <laughs> you can feel it everywhere. <laughs> they keep putting on one of the Kiss oh, radio stations. I bet they And do. it plays all this shit. What I've noticed on Radio 1 in the last, like, three or four months is that remixes or samples of early yeah. 90s, like, house They're music... all the rage. They are all the rage now. I'm constantly like, is this, like, I hear something, and I'm like... This is nostalgic. I remember oh, this no. from my school disco. Oh, no, wait. It's, it's a, a dodgy shit remix. remix. Yeah. Uh, number one. You want to take a guess at what was number one? In 1992. The minute I say it, you're going to be like, oh, my God, it was the most obvious thing. <sighs> oh, yeah, wet, wet, wet. Would you call somebody? I mean, I know, I know, but I don't want to really give you the clue. <laughs> now, right? Would you call someone that's hired to protect people with importance? <laughs> uh, it's stingy from the bodyguard isn't it yeah. Whitney Houston I would always I would always love you which uh, I didn't know was a cover I didn't know until years after the yeah. fact it was the cover but oh my god for the entire area 992 you could not go anywhere no. about hearing that song and I or know bad renditions yeah. thereof <laughs> which is why neither one of us is broken yeah, neither of us are bursting into song for that one guys like I know 
she, uh, uh, lifestyle choices were questionable later in her life. Yeah. But, oh my god, that vocal performance! It was. Oh yeah. Incredible, right? There's some key changed about three quarters of the way through. That, yeah, and you're just like, what? But, How is this possible? Yeah, because it was impossible for most vocalists. Yes. But she pulled it off and, oh, but, oh my God. I have seen The Bodyguard because I think it, my mum watched Everyone's it. seen The Bodyguard. I wasn't really into that, but no. that song was a bang. All right. Top 10 films. Ooh. Of the Bodyguard. <laughs> Funnily enough, doesn't turn no? up on my list. No. Wow. Number 10. The Hand of Rocks the Cradle. Never seen it. Me neither. There was a lot of films in the 90s that if they came out now, I'd probably have seen them. Yeah. But oh, they, yeah. they weren't my bag because we I were was young. Like 10. Yeah. <laughs> we were a bit young for adult films like The Hand of Rocks yes. the Cradle. Plus, like, it wasn't like today where anybody can just go and flick through any streaming service and find any film. Yeah. You and had to age, go and rent it or know to, some geezer down the pub. Go to the cinema. Go to the video shop. Yeah. Or, yeah, like you said, know someone dodgy that was... That had hooky versions. Number nine, and I have seen this film. Oh, sorry. The Hand of Rock the Cradle made 7.3 million at the box office. Rookie numbers. Number nine, and we have, I guarantee we've both seen this one. My Girl. Oh, with Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. With, with the bees. and I've never actually seen that all the way through. Oh. Yeah. I was forced to watch this film numerous times as a kid. Uh, numerous people have tried to I make me watch it. I didn't like it, but still, in numerous situations, it was like, oh, we'll just put this on. Numerous people have put it on, and I basically immediately fall asleep. That made 7.6 million at the box <laughs> office. Number eight. I would have thought we'd both seen My Girl, so I'm not going to say I guarantee. Because <laughs> you've already guaranteed yeah. something. That we've you both seen this, but I think it's highly likely that we've both seen this one. Wayne's World. Wayne's yes. Party on Garth. Party on Wayne. <laughs> Wayne's World. Party time. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Showing. That was one of them films that, at the age of like t- between <laughs> ten and fifteen, I thought was genius. Yeah. From the age of about sixteen on, I was just like, oh my god. I will tell you what, that's going on the list, mate. Is it? That is going on the list. I haven't seen it in probably twenty years. I just remember you're gonna puke, puke, puke into in this. the ears and extreme closer. <laughs> <laughs> And how they kind of made Bohemian Rhapsody for a whole new generation, yes. right, in the car. Because that is the film that introduced me to that song. Yeah, and that section of the that, song. Yeah. <laughs> and it just made that a cultural touching point for, like, a whole generation. A whole, that was, for the MTV generation, that was that was everything. That made 9.1 million. Jesus. Incredible, right? Number seven, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I've, the original animated one. Original. I've never seen it all Have the way through. No. That was another one we had on on film and later on DVD. It's because you had a sister, right? We were, yep. we were both boys, so and we didn't you have met any. my fiance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, number six, I haven't seen. Oh, sorry, Beauty and the Beast made nine point five million at the box office. <laughs> number six, I haven't seen this. Cape Fear. I I've seen bits of it. But I've I heard of it. What it's it about. was. I it was. I remember. It was a big deal at the time yeah, it was, when it first yeah. came out. Like it was It's another psychological thriller, isn't yeah. it? Because the nineties were rife with yeah. psychological thrillers. Yeah, they loved one of them. Uh that made ten point three million <laughs> at the box office. Number five, I have seen this. The Adams Family. The Adams Family. Boom, boom. This is the one the thing he did the soundtrack to. Do what they wanna do, say what they wanna say. what's his name? Danny Elfman. No, 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 black guy, rap artist. Cool. Oh fuck, fuck! The Adams Family 
rap. Oh, it wasn't MC Hammer. Was it not? Adam's Family rap. The Adam's Groove, performed by hip-hop artist Hammer. That was yeah. released as the theme song to the 1991 film, The Adam's Family. Oh. Mind you, this is Wikipedia. So. Wikipedia, tell me. Come on, 992 and made 10.3 million. There we go. Number four. I have seen this. We will cover it, but I'm putting it off because it's not a very good film. <laughs> Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Where it's not the, a bad film. Where the penguin, the penguin runs for mayor. <laughs> yeah. It's like a... Gotta two- admit, I played this stinking city like a harp from hell. It's a two-hour-plus film where Batman gets about two minutes of screen Batman time. doesn't do a lot. It's all about... The rogues gallery, the yeah, freaks. basically. Of course, Tim Burton made it. So. That was another one we had on... Uh, VHS taped off of ITV. It's got this got the most depressing opening for a film. It's the penguin being ditched as being, a baby. Yeah, being ditched as a baby. Yeah. Uh, number three, Lethal Weapon Three. Lethal Weapon Three. I think that was actually the first of the Lethal Weapon films I ever saw. I didn't see it when it came out, obviously no. because I was ten. Um, but yeah, that was the first of them that I saw. I know I saw all three. I didn't see them enough. For them to stick with me, I don't mm. think I maybe saw them once. I have no recollection of what order I they're, watched. They're them. good fun. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I do. I do like. I haven't, watched, par- I haven't watched them in decades. I probably watched them in whatever order ITV showed them on a Saturday. Yes. Night. Yeah. yeah. I think that was where I saw it. That made eleven point eight million. At Jesus, the these, these numbers are like they're not even fucking they're main not, star uh, salaries anymore. They're not even the budget for a low budget film these days. No. No. Jesus. Number two. I fucking hate this film. <laughs> but I am in the minority. Okay. Most people I know love this film. Is it Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No, it's Hook. How can you not like Hook? Just fucking rubbish. Matey's, Matey's depiction of Captain Hook became, like Wayne's World, a touchstone for a generation for how Hook looked. It just never did anything for me as a kid. It bored me. It's a long film. Yeah. I do remember that. But I really enjoyed that film. Uh, this is... Purely for one person listening. Goes by the name Ash. Rufio! Because <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> I've heard that many times. Actually, I, think, yeah. I think that's on our list already. That's made that made 13.09 million at the box God office. Damn. And do you want to take a guess at what's number one? Number one in 1992. I mean, if pushed, I'd have said Hook. Um, what else came out in 92? Adam's Family. Do you want a hint? Yes. Luca Magnata fucking loves this film. See how much you remember from our Don't Fuck With Cats episode. Absolutely nothing. All right, okay. Oh, Basic Instinct. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you did the, the Sharon Stone Beaver moment. <laughs> wow. That was number a two. A softcore porn film was yeah. number one. At the box office in 1992. Could you imagine that? They wouldn't even that wouldn't even get a cinema release. No, Jesus. They'd be was... like, no, softcore porn, we'll just put that straight on the streaming. Yeah, straight to streaming <laughs> services. I remember some years later, this was on ITV or something, and I sat there and watched it with my parents. And it was one of the most awkward experiences. Yeah. I just down I was just like, I can't look. Because they are sat over that side of the room. And if I make eye contact with them, I'm just going to die. Because, you know, it's like, oh, it opens with a graphic sex scene. Yeah. Oh, thank fuck, she stabbed him in the face with an ice pick. <laughs> yeah. Woo! I remember a little bit later, there's a scene where, uh, what's his name? It's Michael Douglas, isn't it? Yeah. 
just goes home, bends his wife over the sofa and just bam. Yeah. And I remember my mum going, did he just put that in her bum? And I was just like, that's a phrase I never, ever need to hear my mother say. <laughs> I just wanted the sofa like, to swallow me whole. No lube or anything. Just no, 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 really. Just put it. <laughs> I'm just like. Uh. <laughs> I, I, I remember you telling that story and me telling the story I'm about to tell. On <laughs> Don't fuck with cats episode. So apologies to our regular listeners. Regular listeners. But little Smith, little Smithy's older brother. Yes. Had got it on VHS, <laughs> and so I remember one afternoon, like I'm ten. <laughs> we all piled into this house. There must have been like eight or nine men or boys, shall I say, aged between 10 and like 15, 16, <laughs> all watching this film. Oh, At the time, I didn't, I didn't really think much of it, but looking back on it now, I'm like... Yeah. That was questionable. <laughs> but I made 15.4 million 15. at the box 4. office. Number one. Box this, office film in 1992. 1992. It's not hard to see why, is it? No. Um, interestingly, uh, the 2016 <laughs> Dad's Army film, I don't know if I told you I watched that. <laughs> um, at the box office, that only made 12.8 million in 2016. And that's uh, the average rank I found for that online is about two stars. What was so, the uh, the budget? Oh, you must have that. No. Oh. I, you can see on there I have three question marks because despite oh, spending no 15 minutes looking for it, nobody seems to know exactly what the budget was. Probably because it was more than 12.8 million yeah. and they made a massive loss on There's it. There's a reason I didn't know it existed until I saw it come up on yes. Sky, right? There was there must have been no marketing, no fanfare. I no. never saw a trailer. and, and I, but Nobody knew it existed, so... Part, like, part of me wonders why they would do it at all. Yep. If they weren't rebooting the TV show, yeah, it does seem very odd. It seems weird to me that they would they would resurrect this old, unpolitically correct piece of British, basically like comedy history, right? Yeah, and then remake it for today's <laughs> audience. If they weren't then going to try gonna and follow it up, bring it back around like I mean, a Saturday night plan, TV show, but it didn't make any money. It, it didn't make any money. So, right, finally for nine ninety two, I managed to find the top ten books. Top 10 books for 92. Yeah. Actually, this is probably about the time they actually started tracking that sort of stuff. I only recognise one of them. I recognise a few authors, but I only recognise one book. And okay. I guarantee you will recognise it too. So number 10. Very bold claim, given um, given the track record so far this episode. I guarantee it. 100%. I'd lay all the money I'm going to get paid for my redundancy. <laughs> number 10. All Around the World by Mary Higgins Clark. I reckon I recognise the author. Not really. I've never but. heard of her. Number nine, waiting to exhale. 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 That's the one. <clears throat> Number nine, waiting to exhale. Uh by Terry McMillan. Number nope. eight, Mexico by James Michener. Michener. Uh. Number seven, Tad of the Body Thief by Anne Rice. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Number six. I sometimes forget that she's an author that actually published yeah. for the real world. Uh, number six, The Stars Shine Down by Sidney Sheldon. I've heard the I've heard the title, but yeah, no. not read it. Number five, Jewels by Danielle Steele. Who is Danielle an author Steele. I've heard of, yeah. I've read one of her books. So have I. Casey put me onto it. It was about her son. Um he was a yeah, bipolar and he was a singer in a punk band called Link AA and he killed himself. And it was like her kind of talking about his life and stuff. 
thoroughly so depressing. So that's more of a like a yeah. biopic than yeah. one of her actual novels. Oh yeah, I've never read. I read one of her actual novels. It was. I can't see you enjoying horseshit. Number four, <laughs> mixed blessings, also by Danielle Steele. Number three, Gerald's Game by Stephen King. Okay. Number two, I actually heard of this. I've never read it. I've heard of it more for the film though. The Pelican Brief by John Grisham. Oh yeah. And number one, best-selling book of 1992. Want to take a stab in the dark here? Was it one of the reprints of the Kama Sutra? <laughs> Dolores Claiborne by Stephen King. Ah, uh, okay. A writer you can't stand. I can't stand Stephen King. I, I, as a person, and uh, and uh, indeed as an activist, I, I've got a lot of time for Stephen King. As an author, I think most of his books are trash. I've only read a couple, none of his big hitters. I've read like a couple of novellas. Mm. There was one that was like a kind of like true crime rather than horror. Like yeah. I actually really enjoyed. I can't for life from me remember what it was called. And there was another one, even shorter one, I read about somebody that got a disease and it made them float away. I, I actually think I've read that. It was terrible. Yeah. It was, it was terrible. But from all accounts of what I've heard, all of his new books are like, social justice books yeah like full of that yeah he's very he's very much on that at the moment he's, he's one of these people who's decided i've got this massive platform what am i going to do with it hang on a minute there's a lot of injustice in the world maybe i can help with that which fair play to him fair play to him if he's doing it as an actual activist but there's there's a part of me as somebody that deals with that seeing that everywhere mm. in the world at this point in time that when I pick up a book or I go and sit and watch a film or something, I want to escape the real world. I don't want to be battered with all these messages. I just want to escape the real world. And this is why I it. only read sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars sci-fi at that. <laughs> You've been rereading uh, uh, books about Man- the Mandalorian. Man- I'm rereading the, the Bounty Hunter Wars trilogy mm-hmm. because whilst... I said I, I quite liked the Boba Fett series, Book of Boba Fett, sorry. Um, I've been meaning to reread yeah. that. And once I've reread that, I think I'm going to go back and reread the Republic Commando series yeah. as well. I think, so, that's, I think that's four books. Seeing as we're creating content on the fly today, what yeah. was it you liked about that? Which one? The Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> it it wasn't bad. Mm. It was it was perfectly watchable. There were some bullshit moments. The whole the first three mods. episodes. Uh, <laughs> it just I I've repressed most of it, so my memory is not great. And you watched it. <laughs> I watched it a long time yeah. ago when it first came out. You've watched it recently, but my memory of the first three episodes is like not a lot happens, and it's just it's about not flashbacks. The mods, the mods of fucked me off it was they, just like, they didn't come yeah they came in I like think, episode two or three so i think it was about episode three they appeared but most of the first two or three episodes are flashbacks yeah it's, it's him floating in the back tank and it's like answering the question of how the fuck did he get out of the starlight yeah. because that's if you're going to do anything with boba fett oh, you set after that, yeah. return of the jedi you have to explain how he escaped from the starlight and they all do more or less the, the same, same thing, thing yeah because let's face it, he has a flamethrower, a rocket launcher, and a jetpack. I think that's the bit <laughs> I enjoyed. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was good. I, I liked like that. Like, I can get into this. And then he just goes, and it's him and uh, Fennec Shand, and they're trying. It's most of the first like three episodes with the Tuscans, because again, it's all flashbacks of how he got accepted into the Tuscan tribes. There's only six episodes. Yeah. And at least three of them have nothing to do with Boba Fett. They were like Mando. 
Yeah, that's like episode four and five. <laughs> with like Ahsoka. And yeah, Luke. that was great. Seeing that. Ma- the Mandalorian 2.5. That's great, right? But <laughs> in a Boba Fett show. Yeah, why not just do it? <laughs> yeah. That's like a like a one-off hour-long in-between Mando episode. Just yep. throw that out there as a bonus. It's a special, Disney Plus special. Bosh, there you go. Because then you actually have six episodes that tell a Boba Fett story. The problem is, when they made The Mandalorian, they didn't have the, the go-ahead to tell a Boba Fett story. No. So they took all the story elements they wanted to put in a Boba Fett story, because that's what The Mandalorian was supposed to be, of going course, out, yeah. bounty hunting. It was supposed to be Boba Fett. Yeah. But they couldn't do that, so they had to create a new character, and they told this story of the bounty hunter following oh. a, um, a storyline closer to what happened to Boba Fett in the old expanded universe because he becomes Mandalore. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't do that because they couldn't use Boba Fett because you know, Disney was still like, no, we're not sure what we're doing with him. Do something new. So then, and then obviously they introduced Boba Fett in the Mandalorian as a bit of fan service and everybody lost their minds. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, okay, right. We got to monetize this shit. Ideas. And everyone's like, well, we've already stolen all of the good ideas. Like the, yeah. the actual... Boba Fett is a bounty hunter. Okay, well, we've already done a TV show about a Mandalorian bounty hunter. What have you got? Okay, so we've got Escape from the Sarlacc, meeting sand people. Okay, what else? Oh, well, Din never went to Jabba's Palace. Right, we used Jabba's Palace. And that's they basically had to make up a whole new thing about Boba Fett, the, the galaxy-famous bounty hunter that didn't involve hunting bounties, which yeah. is why we got I know, Book of Boba Fett. Like, he kind of... From my memory, he kind of walks in, takes over Jabba's palace like <laughs> that. Yeah, like, just shoots fucking Bib Fortuna and takes over. And then it's just, I don't know. It just, it's, I'm going to rewatch it so we can actually have the, because I can barely remember yeah. it. I just remember being like, uh, uh, oh, hang on. Luke's here with Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah. Finally, it's got interesting. It was all right. It was, it was fun. It was fun to watch. Um, the lore was not particularly deep. He, they ignored the whole Mandalorian connection in, almost entirely. Yeah. Um, it was it was fun enough to watch. We got to see him riding a rancor around. The entire uh, thing just, I think, my takeaway at the time was it just felt like an afterthought. It felt like oh, it was, it's very much an afterthought. It's like, like okay, just, we can we can get a spin off here. Six episodes, bosh, done. Yeah. To to keep to that, tide people over. That'll plug a gap in the uh, in the. Um, It, it, it fills the gap between the gap season in, two and season three of The Mandalorian. Not, not story. I meant more like... Broadcasting, like a, like yeah. a slot. Yeah, yeah, this will fill that slot. Yeah. yeah, even though it's a streaming service and you don't need to do that. No, but it will tie people over until the next Mandalorian is ready. Exactly. Yeah. And it also, it sets up, because by the end of it, Boba Fett is allegedly now running Jabba's... Enterprise, he's taken over Mos Espa. Yeah. It puts him in a prime position for at some point when Din Djarin is on the run, needs somewhere to hide, needs some backup. He can go to Jabba's palace and check in on Boba and and Fennec Shand. If you started watching the Mandal- Mandalorian, I have not. Three. No, me neither. <laughs> are we near the end of like? Are they near the end of the like about to show the last episode or anything? I don't. I'm think basically so. just waiting for them all to be out, so I can binge. So them I can binge them. Day. Yeah. So because I hate doing this, I did the the week by week thing last time with, with season one and season two, yeah. and it stressed me out. Season one, I think you, I got from a pirate friend of mine, 
And then I, I, I binged it once. Yeah. I actually got Disney Plus. Season two, I watched week by week. Yeah. And I couldn't stand it. So no, it reminded me how much I hate that, yeah. especially on the show that, that you're so invested in. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, what the fuck? What's happening now? I just don't know how anybody ever kept up with continuity and yeah. story. Because people didn't watch one the show a day. No. You'd watch like two or three shows. You'd come home from work, you'd have your dinner, you'd sit there until you went to bed watching The Idiot Box. So you'd be watching two or three shows with all with their own yeah. you know, stories and overarching story arcs and stuff, and you were just supposed to flip from one to the other and not even, see it for another week. Even with six episodes, I'd get to the last one and be like, oh, I barely even remember the first episode. Yeah. yeah. Binging is, is the way. I'm doing the same thing with, with Bad Batch, season three. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not I've not heard that. so much about that. I've heard a few things mentioned, but um, that's not getting anywhere near the hype that, uh, Mandalorian season three is. It's probably just been overshadowed. But if it was there on its own, on its then, own, yeah. yeah it given given the choice, a lot of people would pick the Mandalorian. It's grown up. It's live action. Can't watch cartoons. <laughs> what, um, <laughs> and I still get people say shit like that to me. Idiots. What are we doing time wise? Ah, uh, we are about one twenty five. Oh, awesome! Woman claiming to be Madeline McCann talks achieving big goals whilst in the US. Oh yes. Uh, I remember you Germany. saying that you wanted to keep on top of this story and figure out yeah, how it went. I have absolutely not. So every, <laughs> nor had I until this morning when I went purposefully looking good, for good. something. Good, good. We can get here. some Reggie, yeah. Reggie fueled updates here. So I thought every now and then I would go look and I would be able to fill you in on where we are in the story. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, the young woman who claims she could be missing Brit Child, Madeline McCann, has posted on Instagram about achieving big goals whilst in the US. She's talking film deal. Book deal. I assume she just got one of those TV um, show, right? big slurpy cups from a 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah, that's not a good bad idea. Yeah. Julia Wendell, 21, is currently waiting for the results of three DNA samples and a genetic test after she sensationally claimed she believed she might be Madeline, who went missing during a family holiday to Portugal in 2007. Dr. Fia Johansson, a private investigator <laughs> who is currently helping the Polish national learn her true identity, I like the fact that they've left medium out this time. It makes her sound a little bit yeah, more, a little bit more yeah. respectable. Uh, Dr. Fia Johansson, a private investigator, is currently helping the Polish national learn her true identity, has kept the world informed on developments on her Instagram, and she posted a short message from Julia. Consider this, <clears throat> consider this your reminder. You are amazing and can achieve big goals, she wrote on her story, <laughs> attributing the quote to Julia. Uh, Julia has also reportedly been threatened with legal action by a man she claims abused her when she was a child. A lawyer representing the man she accused of abusing her has reportedly demanded she stops associating his client with the unsolved mystery of the missing child. I call on you to immediately stop the grave violation of his personal rights, defaming him, um, publishing publishing in the media a verdict from many years ago and implying that he has something to do with the missing Madeleine McCann, the lawyer lawyer said in a letter. If you do not stop such actions, I will file a lawsuit against you for violations of personal rights and consider further steps on the criminal level. The letter dated March 2nd, 2023, comes after Julia told private investigator Dr. Fia Johansson the man had abused her when she was seven years old claimed he looked similar to someone who was previously a suspect in Madeline's disappearance. She said she found a photo of the man who abused her in her grandmother's house and that her grandmother had told her something about the case of the missing Brit. Uh, 
So I've got some questions for you. Hello. Uh, is Dr. Janssen <laughs> acting unethically using this poor girl to promote herself? And if she turns out to be Maddie, do you think after plastering her face away over the internet, Dr. Johansson would drop her? Oh, sorry. If she turns out not to be Maddie, mm. do you think after plastering her face away over the internet, Dr. Johansson would drop her instantly and leave her to deal with a fallout? Oh, absolutely. This Dr. Yeah. Johansson character sounds like a fucking grifter. It's funny that all of the updates and everything is put out on her Instagram driving everybody that wants yeah. to, cares about this to her, her Instagram. Instagram, her social media. So her name is now being... And her thing numbers is, go up. And- I think she's going to come a cropper. If it turns out this girl isn't Maddie, which should be totally honest, I, I really hope she is. I hope she is as well. I am I am rooting for her. Um, I've got two more questions, so let's not dig too deep into okay. things. If it, if it turns out it's not her, yeah. this uh, Dr. Sophia Watson... She is gonna. She is. Yeah, she is gonna get a massive backlash from this, and she is gonna have to drop off the face of the planet post haste. Reinvent herself. Reinvent herself. She go back to a medium business. I'm. I'm not so much worried about her. I'm worried about potential Maddie. Yeah. Like. I mean, maybe this will uncover something else about her. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, it could lead to something tangible happening in the case. Yeah. Overall, but. It's one thing for her to be on TikTok being like, I think I'm Maddie, and get a little bit of like, a little bit of press, a little yeah. bit, and then go away and kind of do all the tests and find and out come back. you are not. This should have been done far more low-key. She yeah. should have gone and got the tests and then gone to, tic- to uh, Instagram or wherever. TikTok or whatever. Announcing this on social media and then going to get the yeah. tests. You're hoping it's a yourself, bad so. idea. But Dr. Johansson... <laughs> kind of she's really going to face like a backlash of like you've took this girl you've put her all over the internet you've bigged her up and now are you going to look after her no like we already discussed last time how people are after her trying to kill her because of what yeah she's claiming because of what she's claiming like and now you've just given her a much bigger spotlight on her yep and if she drops her because she's not financially viable or she's not getting the right kind of yeah at the attention. moment she's basically relying on this yeah. dr hansen to to support her yeah and when she, if it turns out that she's not maddie yeah she's gonna drop her post haste and and a 21 year old girl thousands of miles from home with a target on her head yeah yeah she's Might gonna not have, have a been, bad time I'm not gonna i don't want to put her down or say anything disparaging but at 21 if someone's offering you take it to california yeah. you know, if someone's offering you this and that are you mature enough to really think it through and be like Okay, there could be some possibly Especially without the support of your family. Horrific Because her family don't want to have anything this. to do with this because they've... Clearly, whatever is going on here, the family have got some secrets. Oh, of course. That yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. want uncovered, Exposed, which is why yeah. they've refused to do anything and are refusing to engage. Because if your daughter, granddaughter, niece, nephew, whatever, is doing this sort of thing... You would step you in would, and you would be like... supporting her. If you, if, you know, if you haven't got anything to hide... Even if you don't agree with what she's doing, she's 21 years old. She's on the opposite side of the planet, effectively on her own yeah. because you've all washed your hands of her. That's, yeah. Either that's a really fucked up family or they've got some skeletons oh, in the cupboard. They don't want to come out. They don't want to come out and be made public. But yeah. I just feel that somebody, some adult or someone with a certain level of maturity mm. really needed to take um, Julia aside. And say to her, like, have you actually thought about have you the consequences? Thought this yeah. Like, there's already a fucking, like, um, price on your head. 
and you've only done a little bit. Yeah. If, if you've gone this all the way through. Yeah. No one's going to, this Dr. Fear is probably not going to be there if you're not making her money anymore. No, she's not going to be there to pick you up, pick yeah. up the pieces afterwards. Okay. Do you think that the guy whose lawyers contacted potential Maddie is doing it because he's worried about what might happen? Like, Guilty conscience or PR. That's see, that's much more difficult because if he is guilty, he's gonna want this conversation shut down pretty fucking quick. But if he's innocent, however, if he's innocent, he's also gonna want her to stop making these allegations because, you know, yeah. mud sticks. Whether regardless of whether you're innocent or not. Oh, it could be proved he could be proved he's innocent in the court of law, but all most people and everyone will say, oh, no smoke without fire. Yeah, all exactly. most people will remember is the fact that his name was Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, are you a pedo? It's like, no, yeah, that's again, that's another allegation you do not make until you have got, you know. Proof. Yeah, proof. Because at the end of the day, if, if it's him, fair enough. You've outed a, a pedo and he'll face justice for what he's done. If not, you've potentially ruined someone's life. Yeah based on a hazy memory you had as a child and something your nan may or may, or may not have said, because her nan's not, not talking. No. So, you know, it's like, I, I'm I'm very much for the, 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 the Me Too movement, Believe Women. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, she doesn't really know what happened. No. So she's just saying, I think I might have been sexually abused by this person. That's the bit that... And that could undermine the whole case. That could undermine everything else. That undermines it to me is the fact that it's very easy for her to come out and be like, it's possible these things happen. I have a vague memory, but I can't be sure because then she can never get, no no one can ever take her to court and be like, you defamed me because you said possible. Like no one can ever hold her to account because she's come out right at the beginning and said, it's possible. It's possible this happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, finally, why do you think the McCanns aren't involved at this juncture? Is it because they already know that their daughter's dead? <laughs> it's uh, the logical. Yeah, right. We laugh. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Be I think they car. have. They're probably not going to engage until there's some definitive proof either way. But after all the years of being on the news, of making documentaries, of selling your story across the world, this is the first time that anybody has ever come out and said. I could be your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing from the McCanns. Would you not think that they would be like, just a public statement saying, look, we will do the tests. We will do everything yeah. we've got to do to figure out whether this is real or not. But please, you know, give us our privacy until that happens. Uh, well, again, one of two ways. Either A, they're not engaging because they know that she's dead because they are involved. Or B, this has been going on for a long fucking time. There have been a lot of people coming out of the woodwork saying, I'm Maddie, I found Maddie. Maybe this is the first one that's gained my attention. Yeah, off. there's been a lot. Yeah, but and uh, I can imagine over the years, they, them and their representatives have been contacted a lot saying, I found Maddie, look, this is Maddie. Oh, I'm Maddie, my mum's Maddie, all that sort of bullshit. And every time you do that, it gets even you get a little bit of hope. Yeah. To then have it crushed when it turns out it's a hoax, it's an idiot, or it's, you know, it's just not Maddie. So it could be that they're just sitting this out and not getting involved because... Or they are, but they're just behind the scenes, but... Yeah. And not wanting the... uh, Again, if they come out and say anything publicly, they get trashed every time they come out and do anything publicly because they're trash people. Um, (laughs) I will go on record as saying that, I'm sorry, as a parent, what they did is 
reprehensible. The two leading theories are that A, she was kidnapped yep. from her room, but B, that there was an accident yeah. and they covered it up. Yeah. And there is evidence. I watched that. There is enough questionable <laughs> behaviour and, and things that they found that don't quite match. Well, that- there's a there was some evidence that their car like the day after had driven down to this secluded cove yeah. back. And people were saying, well, that's what they did. That's when they dumped the body. That's when they dumped the body. Yeah. There's enough evidence that, that there's as much, as much evidence that she got kidnapped as there is that, that they did her. There in. was an accident. Or there was an accident. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like the perennial favorite that he, he gave her sedative and it somehow yeah. he overdid it or she then choked or something in her sleep because she was sedated and there was no one there looking after them. Yeah. I haven't got a lot of time for the mechanics. I can never get mad. Like, I know they're like, What's well, you the can see the girl? room. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, usually I use alcohol. That's the only way I get laid, but... Yikes. Um, uh, <laughs> it's a narrative, people. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even drink. And we it all know it's been drink. nearly a year, so clearly I'm not that good at getting girls drunk. <laughs> he gets them drunk and then takes them home and makes sure they get home safely. He's the worst rapist in <laughs> yeah. the world. They call me the gentleman rapist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, <laughs> we did really well oh, no. at extricating you from that hole then yeah, and then you just had to cap it off yeah. fucking hell honestly I give up I'm not helping you anymore that's the reason I play a character is because I can just say whatever I want and <laughs> never get held accountable for it because <laughs> it's fiction wait till they all start coming out of the woodwork yeah I was assaulted by the gentleman rapist <laughs> I'll be like fuck that's not me <laughs> you fucking weren't have you seen my dick I can't assault anyone yeah like a oh walnut whip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just not as tasty. <laughs> Too much salt. Um, <laughs> right, let's just move on. Let's move on. My last, my last part of my intro. <laughs> we have quite... Females make up quite a bit of our listenership. Yes. It blew our mind earlier. Bizarrely. Yeah, and it still blows our mind. But we haven't done anything specifically for women in a while, months, really. I mean, they get to hear our dulcet tones every week. So I found this article this morning. <laughs> that explains, that, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it explains the best sex positions for multiple orgasms for women. For me? Oh, well, okay. I was going to say, um, I know my positions, baby. I've got four. They, they had four in the article. Um, okay. When we get to that point, I'm going to ask you if you can name some. Oh, Lord. Uh, but there's a prayer. I thought the interaction was going to be, have you tried this and did it work? No, we can... We, <laughs> that can be poppy. But let me get through the preamble first. Okay. Having an orgasm can lead to so many benefits. From lower stress levels, ladies, to better focus. Reaching the big O works wonders for your health. Now, if you want to get a little jiggy right now, here are some sex positions worth looking into. What, like right now? Well... Hang yeah. on a minute, I'll give Amy a ring. <laughs> Um, after the pod, obviously. <laughs> and you'll be pleased to know certain techniques in the sack can lead to multiple orgasms. So if you're feeling experimental and slightly daring, why not give these saucy moves a go? Number one. I would love to see your Google search history for coming up with this shit. I just write weird news stories into, into Google. <laughs> um, right, do you want to take a guess what number one is? No, because I have absolutely no clue. 
downward doggy style. Think of the traditional doggy style sex position, but instead of bending down on your hands, place your elbows on the bed or pillow. This will not only give the male partner complete control, uh, it says over the trust, but I don't know what that is. I think is. it's in the thrust. Thrust, yeah. Give, given the subject. It's spelt trust, but it means thrust. But also increase the intensity of pleasure. I thought that was just like standard. I thought everyone did that. Or just like face on the pillow. Yeah, bum up. Yeah, head, like, uh, head down, ass up. No, that's oh, okay. That's like advanced. That's, that's advanced, mate. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised that my sexual prowess falls into the advanced category. I've been fucked stupid over the years. I was going to say... <laughs> That's get, how Amy does me. Yeah, I was going to say, do you get multiple then? I have to bite the pillow and think of England. Or Dad's army. <laughs> <laughs> Don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> Stupid right. boy. Number two, the seated lotus. With this kinky move, the man must sit cross-legged while you straddle his waist for maximum penetration. This will intensify the experience and give you maximum pleasure, which could hopefully lead to a world of orgasms. I, I physically wouldn't be able to do that, because if I cross my legs for more than about 30 seconds, everything cramps and I'll just die. I can cross my legs, but I can't... I just can't You'd have see. to be sitting down with your legs crossed, and then her on top. I mean, it sounds great, but for no, it's going to be like when a woman goes on top. For any more than 30 seconds, and then everything starts creaking and yeah. snapping and muscles get pulled, then you have to stop. And they're like, oh... Right, your turn. Your turn. And you're like, I just pounded for like five minutes. It's like, bitch, I'm trying to get my breath back here. 26 seconds of riding and you're already out. (laughs) Why am I putting so much effort into having sex with you? (laughs) Number three, the bridge. This is one of the easiest yet most intense sex positions out there. Start by getting into the missionary sex position. Bend your knees in a position where your feet are resting on the ground. Have your man sit and raise your hips up. Then slowly place your legs on his shoulders as you're repeatedly going up and down in motion. This can lead to multiple orgasms. Personal favourite of mine, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. I had to read this about three... I was like, when they started describing it, I was like, I know where they're going. I had to read it about three times to get the logistics right in my head. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finally, my personal all-time favourite... <laughs> Reverse cowgirl. <laughs> Finally, with this sex position, you have full control over the depth and speed of penetration. Start For the full by... 26 seconds that you can manage before your knees start hurting. <coughs> start by sitting on top of your partner, facing their feet, and have them bend his legs. And then it basically just ends. The description It's ends like, there. that's it. Yeah. I, I can't paste in everything out of the article, but that's it. But we all know what reverse cowgirl is. We all know what reverse cowgirl is. is. Yeah. If not, just go to Pornhub and, and type it in. Yeah. That's a personal favourite of mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guys, you're learning far more about... You didn't think when you saw Not the Dad's Army episode yeah, yeah. that this is where it was going to go, did you? We've kind of given the game away of what next week should be. So every time we say we use the words Dad's Army or have any conversations about our fuck-up, it should beef them out. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, getting, this is getting factored into the drinking game. Which brings me back to something that I was meant to talk about earlier but completely forgot. The, uh, the sheer amount of apologies we got in the touchy group after the last yes, episode. Yes, we did. Sorry. After we called everyone out for not listening properly. Turns out <laughs> you did just do a really good I job did. because they were like, 
We thought it was a joke. We thought it was a joke. No, there was a really salacious conversation <laughs> there, and you all missed out. I didn't you know what, you'd missed out. Ladies and gentlemen of the touching WhatsApp group, if I get good news on Tuesday, <laughs> I will prompt, in celebration, I will prompt Rooney to post that clip into the group for you. <laughs> God, you are getting brave. <laughs> Actually, I'll take that back altogether. <laughs> yeah. Once it's out there, man, it's out there. Yeah, I can trust you and Ash. I, I don't know. Yeah, you, if you're going to share something like that, it goes on a sh- behind a paywall on yeah. a stream-only service that you can't, pardon me, you can't just download and <laughs> forward, share. Forward to another chat group. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Fair enough. I'll take all that back. You're not hearing Nobody's it. hearing that. But please pray that I get some good news on Tuesday. Yeah, pray for the good news regardless. Not that you're going to hear this till Wednesday, so... Um, maybe don't pray. <laughs> <laughs> maybe learn how weeks work because we because we clearly don't, don't know. Learn how weeks work. Put together a, a lesson plan and teach us because we have no. It's so confusing though because it's like we're recording this on Sunday. We you've got stuff happening on Tuesday. Yeah, and yet the no people listening to this won't Wednesday. hear this until Wednesday. By which point it's all over. It's yeah. too late. So <laughs> you'll be able to. They'll be able to commiserate. Or send you messages. Going, I imagine at some point on Wednesday, it's just going to the group's going to be full of like, "What happened with your job? What happened with your job? Do you know?" And my complete lack of replies will tell them. Well, that. we'll answer oh, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> F in the chat to pay respects. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got anything else to add to this week's episode? Um, we're only at about an hour and forty-five. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I don't. I don't think I do. No. No. Yeah. Fuck it. Find what you love, believe in it. Positive things will happen. Don't panic! Don't panic, Mr. Manorin!